Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Art Painter Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I sure I'm glad you did. Hey, I am super excited. Um, we've got a for our guest today. We've got a guest that is. Uh, he's got a new movie that's. Uh, I believe. I believe it's out now. Um, I could be wrong on that, um, but we'll find out here in a second. But it's fantastic. I watched this uh, the other night, and I really, really enjoyed this film. It's uh, it's kind of a dark comedy, and uh, but it makes it, it's not one that is a throwaway comedy. It makes you think, and um, I just really enjoyed it. And I would like to uh, welcome the writer, director, producer, and I'm sure he did many, many other things um, on bringing this film to us all, uh, Mr. Terry Spears. Terry, how are you? How is it going? Good, I'm good, doing great. good. Fantastic. I love this film, Terry. This was fantastic. I'm glad you liked it. Uh, it it's yeah. kind of an odd little film. Uh, maybe not for everyone, but uh, maybe, we hope. Well, I, I definitely think some you know how people are. There, there's going to be some people out there that are, oh, you know, my my. It goes against what I was, you know. Uh. But one of the things I really, you know, I mean, it's just, uh, you know, I I live in Florida, Terry. This happens every day here. Um, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, don't even get me started. Don't even get me started. But, um, no, this is a quirky film. This is one of those films that, um, and, and you know me, Terry, I and everybody, I'm not, in the movie business. I'm not. I mean, I have my little podcast here, and I hang out with a lot of people who are, but, um, you know, the reality is I'm definitely a cinephile, though. I'm that friend you have who invites you over. You know, I've got a theater in my backyard. I I will probably make you watch a film with subtitles and, um, you know, talk about the Austrian-Hungary War afterwards. You know, I mean, it's just that's just kind of par for the core around here. But the thing is, is um, I would put this film, if I was showing this to someone, I I Uh would, the person I would show this to would be a fan maybe of, um, of, uh, oh, I can't even think of the name of it now. It's, I'm, I'm trying to think, you know, the time travel movie with all the great eighties music in it. Um, Gyllenhaal was the main kid in it. Um, uh, oh, uh, oh, no, not uh, not Looper. Um, no, but, uh, but you know which one. Everybody knows which one I'm talking about. Where the airplane engine falls, and they got the thing, the old lady with the time travel book. Anyway, doesn't matter. This is one of those films that's that's quirky like that, um, that makes you think, but is also, you know, pretty humorous. Uh, <laughs> and you know, I was watching this, Terry, and I'm like, yeah, that's probably how it goes. 
that's probably the more truth to this than uh, most, I would say. Um, <laughs> wouldn't surprise me. And I don't want to give anything away. First off, I know the movie is out on uh, Tubi and whatnot. Is it out? It's out on Amazon and, and everywhere? It, it, it is. It, it just just came out to uh, the world uh, about two weeks ago. Uh, wow. So it's on Amazon if you prefer to watch it with commercials. But uh, you can watch it for free on Tubi. That's and, awesome. Um, that is awesome. I, I, it, it's, there's a bunch more um, platforms coming. Uh, our distributor is in can right now, uh, so we're we're kind of uh, incommunicado for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but they're, they're over there working on, you know, uh, international outlets for it. And then, uh, of course, when they come back, we can uh, catch up with them and, and see uh, what other outlets we may have here. But we know for certain well, right now it's Amazon and Tubi. That's fantastic, man. That is so cool. Uh, you know, it is, it is such a cool thing. I, I don't want to give anything away, but I do – want to let people know this is kind of this is a movie of, of good and evil um you know the, the light and the dark we'll say and and the games they play and us mortals that get caught in the middle <laughs> you know um, it's one of those it's one of those and one of the things that i liked about your take on religion and how it was represented is it reminded me a lot of um the greek myth and, and whatnot, and, and to a extent the Romans, you know, whereas all their mythology, all their religion, uh, their supernatural beings were like them. They got jealous, petty, they, they you know, yeah. they weren't rising above everybody on the moral high ground all the time, you know? And right. Um, right. I like how you approach that. I, I It was refreshing. I was like, wow. This is pretty good, you know, pretty good. I, 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 uh, I really you know, enjoyed it. I, I, I don't feel like there's any problem with you giving away anything um, because there's so much going on in the script <laughs> that <laughs> you, could, you could give away entire scenes in the script and uh, um, no, one would, no one would be disappointed when they watch the movie. There's, right, it's right. Lots of twists and turns in there. Oh, and that's one of the things that makes it great. It's just fantastic writing. Doesn't surprise me. Doesn't surprise me. I remember um, we were. Uh, I, I had uh, the main star, and I think I had you as well, um, on the Agent Jade Black, which was a great action action film you did a few years ago. Um, yeah. Female lead. Eighteen, I think. Twenty eighteen. Yeah, she kicked ass. You know, she was bad. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah, Kate, I Kate loved Burgess. it. Say again? Katie Burgess. Katie oh, Burgess yeah. was the actor. Uh, yeah. She was great. She was great. Now, you had some really cool actors and actresses in this one as well. Did you know these folks? Um, or did you go through a casting agency? Or how did you come across all Because these people knocked uh, out of part. Victoria well, Strange, fantastic. Ben Cable? Victoria Strange, who is just a stunning actor. Um, we had worked with her on our previous film, uh, a um, kind of a mystery thriller called As the Village Sleeps. 
And mm. uh, she had a very small part in that. But uh, her screen time, of course, she really stood out. And so uh, when we, when COVID hit and everything was shut down and nobody was doing anything out here in L.A., we uh, right. um, decided to, you know, we had had this germ of an idea on the back burner and we wanted to um, do something. And she was the uh, first person we thought of. So nice. I believe we had her cast before anyone. And uh, uh, so some of the other actors we had met, um, they had auditioned for previous films of ours, but maybe didn't get a role. You know? I got so you. as you sit down to uh, try to cast a film, you think about who would be good for this character and who would be good for that one. And, you know, we were, um, we remember people when, when we auditioned uh, and we have open calls or whatever, if someone stands out, just because they don't get the role that they auditioned for, we uh, um, we remember. Uh, Emma Potts, who uh, played Chastity, was uh, one of those. Mm. Um, uh, and there were a couple of others. We, uh, uh, yeah, Jessica Duclos, I think, had, uh, who was the detective in this film, had auditioned for previous films. Um, anyway, we filled about half of the cast without ever doing a casting call. Nice. <laughs> nice. I love it when things fall into place. And, folks, yeah. any of the uh, aspiring actors and actors, any of the thespians out there that might be listening, hey, just like Terry said, just because you don't get this particular role, you never know, man. Six months down the road, that phone could be ringing with a bigger role. So, you know, don't go crying in your beer. Just do your best every time and, and uh, you know, hope for the best. It, it, yeah, stay with it and uh, don't be discouraged. If, if you came and auditioned and did a good job, uh, we probably will remember it. And Absolutely. a lot of times it's, you know, it's it's nothing that they uh, could have done if they don't get a role. You know, we've had a lot of issues where we had, you know, we had one uh, for our fourth film. We had a wonderful actor we wanted for a role, but he was supposed to match with a uh, a female character, and he was literally a foot and a half too tall for her character. Right. So you know we you know we had to go with the, the best fit. Uh, we've yeah, had several for... films that we've had uh, a casting of brother and sister or mother and father or, uh, you know, parents or whatever that, you know, our favorite actor for the role wasn't necessarily matching with the person they were supposed to be related to. You know? so there's, I gotcha. There's nothing you can do about that, you know. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And my other advice in any business, not just the movie business, but being, try to be as nice as you can to everybody because you never know when something – there are so many times – you know, I I had never been to a film festival. And I remember the first time I went was like back in I don't know, 2006 or something. And I had no idea how any of that worked. And I was there for about three hours, and I left for an hour, went to one of these – instant print places 
and had a thousand business cards printed up real quick. They were real simple. <laughs> they weren't fancy, yeah. but I was. I said I need business cards bad, and you know it turned out that I did. Um, I got so much work for a couple of years after that from that one uh, night, a couple nights there, and um, yeah, you just never know. You know, be nice and yeah, and and get yourself out there. You know. Um, that's the biggest thing you yeah. can do in any type of business. I, in movies, I would imagine it's even more so, you know. Um, uh, you know, just, me, just being nice is probably the the first advice <laughs> I would give to an actor. It's, uh, um, if, you, if you go down, you know, if you go down my IMDb page and look at the different films, you'll find the same actors keep appearing um, right. from film to film. And, a lot of directors are like that. We, you know, mm-hmm. you know, one person may have the right look, and the next person might have the ability to deliver the lines perfectly. But at the end of the day, you know, it comes down to who do you want to be stuck next to on a film set for two weeks? <laughs> exactly. You know? exactly. And uh, so, all things being equal, we're gonna. We're going to pick the the nicest guy first, uh, right? And, and go down the list from there. Well, and it's it's so true in any business, you know. It's in any business. Um, I tell people all the, especially young people that are getting into whatever, you know. And they ask me for advice, and I'm like, you know, be nice and and don't put don't put anybody down because. You know, when people hear that, they're like, oh, what are they saying about me when I'm not around, you know? <laughs> right. So, right. That old, that, right. That old grandma thing. If you don't have that. Say again? There's lots of that, you know, gossiping uh, going on oh, yeah. um, among, among actors. Uh, and, you know, we, we expect some degree of that. But that's certainly not what you want to be remembered for. No, no, not at all. Not at all. Well, this is a fantastic film. Now, before we get into anything more of it, and folks, I should say, before before I get lose my train of thought here, um, we have links up. We've got links to the Amazon, the Tubi, the IMDb, and, um, uh, and the Facebook page. It's got a Facebook page. And, folks, I don't know if you are aware of this, Terry. You probably are. Um, I don't know, though. Uh, you've got a 9 out of 10 IMDb rating. That's super rare, <laughs> you know. That says a lot. Uh, yeah, uh, apparently so. This, you know, we've we've had films that we thought were going to turn out great, and they just, you know, get hammered by critics. Um, <laughs> some get hammered by critics, and they're still popular, you know, uh, among the audience. But we really expected the worst. You know, we were prepared for. Um, religious zealots and um, right. you know whether anti religious zealots and and you know, we tried to be an equal opportunity uh offender on this right. film so we you know, but we we were prepared to uh to get hammered and um, we're we're really thankful and blessed that it seems to resonate with everybody. Oh yeah, absolutely. Well, one of the things, either of those or neither of those camps are really well known for being um, 
uh, you know, having a sense of humor. <laughs> um, you know, right. <laughs> they they just they just aren't. You know, it's it's kind of my way or the highway on both sides of that. Uh, you know, when you talk religion. Uh, <clears throat> and people you know are, what? You know, that's, that's kind of our point. Um, yeah. Uh, if there is a point, I mean, first off, you know, come on, guys, it's a movie. I mean, it's just mm-hmm. a comedy. Comedy is supposed to be, you know, a little bit hard to handle from time to time. But, you know, we're not, the movie doesn't make fun of God or Jesus or Zeus or Muhammad or Buddha. But if you're the kind of person that is easily offended, then you're the person we're making fun of. Right. Exactly. exactly. I was watching. It's so true. Terry, I was watching, um, during the pandemic, I got into this habit of watching all these reactions. These kids watch these movies and then film themselves on YouTube watching it. Uh And I I think it's hilarious because, you know, somebody like you or me, we've seen everything (laughs) twice, probably many times. Right. And, um, you know, I enjoy watching something new. You know, I I like watching um, somebody freak out when the dog gets it in the John Wick movie, you know, um, yeah. I don't like yeah. the dog getting it, but I like seeing that reaction again, or, or in, in, uh, the, the, what was it, the, the third prequel of Star Wars, where he goes into the Jedi temple and there's little kids. <laughs> I And I love, I love seeing these, these real tough guys just start crying. <laughs> you know, it's like, but I was watching one of these yeah. the other day and, um, they were, they were watching, they're trying to watch Blazing Saddles, which is a period, you know, it's set in a different time. And really, that comedy, it, you know, the whole point of, of Mel Brooks and, and Richard Pryor and everybody on that who, who was writing it was to piss people off, you know, make fun of people, just show how stupid they were. <laughs> and this, it was, there were these two ladies, and they were, I should have known, you know, they, they were of I wasn't surprised that they were offended and um, that they were, you know, very uh, leaning on one side of, of political issues. And, you know, they're like, well, this is the most racist river. And I'm like, you're offended because it's making fun of you. <laughs> you know, exactly. I see that Confederate flag exactly. on your wall there, you know, come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> Hey, where are the white women's one of the funniest lines ever in a movie. <laughs> you know, how can it be a bit of that? I think that uh, has been exactly uh, our approach to this film. Um, and but like I said, we we tried to be an equal opportunity offender, so it's not a mm-hmm. um, a one sided you know one sided right right. The, we just the one in. thing that that I regret is uh, we missed the uh, Scientologist. We we, we had a scene with uh, some Scientologists in there, and um, we had it written, and we couldn't get it filmed uh, in time. We lost our location on that. So um, we'll have to make a sequel and include the uh, um, Church of Scientology as one of the uh, subjects. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah, especially out in your neighborhood there. Uh, yeah. So yes, yes. 
my apologies to Mr. Cruz. Don't feel left out. Yeah. We'll, we'll get around to you. <laughs> we'll, just just be nice and keep at it, Mr. Cruz. You'll be just fine. <laughs> yeah, we'll, we'll get to you later. That's mm. right. Just hang on to that airplane. We're, we're getting there. We're getting there, buddy. Um, I wanted to ask you, now, Terry, are you, I know you're out in uh, L.A. and whatnot. You live out there and everything, um, you know, yes. in Hollywood. Um, are you originally from that area, or did you, or were, no, did you no, move not out to the Southwest? No, we, uh, I came out from Oklahoma. Right. Um, now, I, I was out in L.A. a couple of different times. I lived out here. I don't know, 13 or 14 years um, as a musician and have, have kind of gone back and forth from Oklahoma to Los Angeles. Um, and, and, you know, when we, when we say Hollywood, we're not specifically refer, referring to the uh, the city limits and the uh, county right. lines. Right, the neighborhood. Talking no, about no, no. The, the idea of Hollywood. Right. Uh, yes, I, I've I've lived out here a couple of different times before, um, but I I believe I have moved out here permanently this time. The uh, it's just the weather is so so wonderful here that you can go oh, yeah. year round and uh, you know I personally am have a uh, a hatred for the cold weather. So you know wintertime. Oh, absolutely. Like back in the Midwest, and, and I just freak out. I'll tell you, folks, those Oklahoma ice storms are no joke. <laughs> you know, no joke. you have that Absolutely. half the year, and then you're bailing hay in the heat <laughs> the other half the year. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah. Terrible. Seen, I, my grandparents live in Oklahoma, so, yeah. I, I've seen a seven every summer there. change in the uh, temperature in one day. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. So flip overnight, um, uh, which we just don't have here. Out, out no, no. Once you've seen some, so. once you've seen a pretty gal putting up Christmas lights and flip flops, <laughs> you're like, man, I'm in the right place. <laughs> that was, yeah. You know, the, the crazy thing about California, if you're not from there and you move there, or you visit for any extended period of time, you start noticing things. Um, you're almost forced to work, uh, to, to, and I'm not talking about uh, the expenses and whatnot. Just everybody you know, everybody you meet, has some kind of, sort of project going on. They're trying to do something. Be a rock star, make yes. a movie, get a TV show made. And if you're just sitting around going, yeah, I thought I was just order a pizza tonight, you know, that ain't going to fly socially. <laughs> you know, you got to, you gotta maintain some, so you're you're working, and and people are making dreams happen out there, and it's it's very evident, more so than other places, than any other place I've ever been. People say New York, you know, to an extent. I have found people in New York are just trying to survive most of the time, because yeah. you know, it is so expensive. Although LA is no yeah. cheap, not cheap either. But I lived out there yeah. for ten years. I I loved it. It's uh, it's very um, cool. The, uh, we feel like the. I won't say that the. There's more. The people are more talented here, uh, I, but I do feel like that. 
people who are extremely talented and extremely driven, when you find that combination in a person, then they probably are eventually coming to live in L.A. Absolutely. This is where most of the opportunities are. It can be done from anywhere. You know, we filmed three out of our um, first five movies back in Oklahoma. Mm. If an actor is living in L.A., you know, they're taking the acting seriously because you wouldn't suffer through the traffic (laughs) and the expense, you know, of this ridiculous rent. You just wouldn't, you wouldn't do that just to kind of casually try it out and see if, see if you think maybe you like it. You know, you, oh, you only so are true. willing to tolerate the negatives of L.A. Uh, if you are really, truly dedicated. Dedicated. Yeah. <laughs> You're so right. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Toussaint from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember... T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, Fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool. 
Um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble, all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. I remember when I decided to move from California, uh, there wasn't any uh-huh. big thing that happened. I had what, what, what I guess the alcoholic friends of mine uh, refer to as an epiphany. You know, I lived out there for 10 years and was doing pretty well and, and you know, doing my best and everything. And things were okay. You know, things were okay. I didn't have an affinity pool, but, you know, I, I, I was on that direction. And um, one morning... You know, I don't know. I just, I think I was doing my bills, paying bills or something, as everybody does. And I just had this moment of like, I started adding up in my head. And I'd never done that before. What I had to, at a minimum, come up with every month. <laughs> and that was a mistake. Oh. I was like, holy mo, I've been doing this for 10 years every month? Oh my gosh. And then I started thinking, you know, the wheels were turning. I'm like, I could live like a king in, in Pigeon Forge, Tennessee. <laughs> you know, I'd, yeah. I'd be boss hog. <laughs> but I'd be in Pigeon know, Forge. Adding, that, adding all of that up, it's kind of like uh, getting a cut on your arm. Sometimes it's better not to look. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't want to know what I'm, what I'm spending no, no, don't keep that. You don't want that number in front of you, folks, because you, you'll 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 eat at it. It'll eat at you. I wound up moving, so I, I went around the country. I knew I know people everywhere, and I want. I'm like, where, where, where do I? Where because I can work anywhere. I'm all my business on the internet, and I'm like, where do, you know? Where do I want to live? Who do I want to live next to? You know, and uh, uh-huh. which ice storms do I want to avoid? Because I'm the same, right. just like you, Terry. I'm like, no, I, I prefer to have an ocean within, uh, you know, uh, that I can get to. A beach is nice. Uh, but I wound up, yep. out of all the craziness, I never planned on South Florida at all. And I say, people always say, why do you say South Florida? If you've ever been to Florida, ladies and gentlemen, you'll understand pretty much anything south of Orlando is South Florida. It's like a different state than North Florida. <laughs> North Florida is very southern and south florida is right much more cosmopolitan you know yeah and, and um, now uh, and i believe if i'm not mistaken the weather there is kind of the uh warm and mild is similar to out here in l.a yeah it kind of, kind of is it kind of is and if you're by the coast like we live i was just telling somebody they were asking about it and i said it's not there is a lot of humidity here but we get a nice breeze off the ocean if you go, if mm-hmm. we, if I leave my house and go um, west, like two miles, it's a ten degree temperature change. <laughs> you know, it's totally different. Um, but anyway, right, right. I, uh, you know, the, the other thing is very similar to South Florida, the cost. <laughs> so after all this journey, oh, really? yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat as I was in Southern California. I'm like. Well, I got a dog now, so it's it's better, and a wife, so that's that's it worked out. 
But, uh, yeah. No, my, you know, we keep having all this political craziness here in Florida. My my wife keeps, I'm a Cherokee Indian. Uh, I have a lot of relatives and family in Tahlequah, Oklahoma area. Okay. And, yeah, yeah so my wife's like, well, things keep getting bad. We could always relocate to, you know, Tahlequah, Oklahoma. And I'm like, no, you don't understand. <laughs> you don't know what you're saying. <laughs> it's beautiful. Tahlequah listeners, it's great. But ice storms, hay bailing, not for me. Oh, not yeah. for me. Oh. Yeah, the, uh, the ice storms will uh, literally break the limbs off of the trees every year. <laughs> Um, and then the heat, uh, you know, destroys the asphalt and melts melts all of the streets in the summer. So um, yeah, that's we, what you do. As as a filmmaker, you cannot film outdoors uh, with any kind of schedule, or honestly, you can't. No matter what you book, you you don't have the confidence that you're going to be able to film it. Uh, whereas out yeah, here, you're you know, and shoot outdoor scenes, you know, 300 days out of the year. Yeah, and your actors. You know, you can't take a rose like Victoria Strange and put her out there in that 110-degree heat. <laughs> She's going to whistle. Yeah. <laughs> now, we did take Victoria uh, to Oklahoma for our uh, for, uh, fourth film. Um, mm. But i, I got to say, her... You know, she had a small part, and uh, uh, she she was able to spend most of the days. Um, <laughs> she was able to spend most of the days sitting on the dock uh, by the river, uh, drinking wine and reading novels. <laughs> right. <laughs> most She's of a movie shots star. Were, yeah. She's a movie so star. She, she, I, uh, I totally picture uh, her with big sunglasses. As bad as some of the others. <laughs> right. Now, the guy in the in the rubber monster suit. No, I mean that's, that's bad. Oh, I can't even imagine. Can't even imagine. And see, folks, that's the thing. When you watch these Disney movies and Marvel movies and stuff, you gotta understand that's not an air conditioned set. Some of those suits these actors are wearing actually have air conditioning in the suit. You know, Disney's yeah, writing yeah. checks. People like Terry yeah. are making magic with. Little or nothing, you know. I mean, this is wait, the polite term is micro budget. <laughs> uh, you know, nobody, Terry ain't walking around with a personal air conditioner. It ain't happening, man. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> That's money that can be spent on something else. Um, yeah, crazy. If, if we had the, uh, if we had that kind of money, we wouldn't have. Uh, Spent it on air conditioning, we would have just filmed yeah. another scene so that we could have got the Scientologist in there. Exactly. Well, that's one of the great things that I love, love about indie film and indie filmmakers is, um, well, first off, I want to, let me just take a second and thank you. You know, you mentioned the pandemic earlier. I, we got through the pandemic because of independent film. Um, everybody knows how to use a Roku now. Everybody knows how to stream. Yeah, because we were all doing it, you know? We were all doing it. And I don't know how they did it in 1917, you know? People are like, well, they read books and stuff. I'm like, eh, there's only so many books that you can read. Um, right. <laughs> yeah, no, I, 
Right. I gotta watch YouTube's. Come on. <laughs> Figure out how to make sourdough bread. Um. Oh my gosh. But yeah, you guys were the saving grace on that. Let me ask you, Terry, because I, before I started doing the podcast, I was not aware of this. That that movie time is different than uh, the time us civilians are used to. Linear time. Um. You know, I, I would put on a show or a movie, and I'm like, ah, they made this six months ago. This is, or maybe last month. You know, they had some free time. They filmed this, edited it. You know, a couple in a couple weeks, and boom, here we go. That's right. not the case at all. That's not the case <laughs> at all. Sometimes it's years. You know, I mean, was this a long project from conception to where we are now, with it being on Tubi and so? Um. Yes. The the concept uh, was originally just uh, 32 pages, uh, and it was just some stuff that I had come up with for my daughter and a few other actors to film um, as a showcase you know, to show okay. their abilities. And that was eight years ago, maybe? Um, now, we actually started making the film about two or two and a half years ago. You know, it went went on the back burner, and then uh, when COVID shut everything down, you know, you, we, we, we spent a couple of months driving around in the uh, uh, car and, you know, looking from the mountaintops, and, you know, you could just, you could, you could drive around with the top down, and you felt like you got out and did something, even though you really didn't accomplish anything. But eventually, you know, it's like, you know, man, we can't stand this. We gotta, we gotta get busy and do something. So um, we all got right. together and said, "All right, let's 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 do this script." So I I finished it out. I fleshed it out into a longer, you know, longer story, and I'd say that took a couple of months, and we started wow. filming, but in in the middle of, in the middle of filming, uh, I'd say we were a couple of months into filming, and uh, the, uh, one of the lead actors, Trevor Van Eden, um, who plays Lou, got an offer for a film in Bulgaria. Oh man. And he he took off to go to go shoot that film and while he was there he got I think two more over there. And so we wound up without our lead actor for a total of seven months. Wow. Um and so you know we could shoot some of the other scenes that didn't involve him, but, you know, he's one of the leads, and we've already filmed him for half of the movie, and we really had no choice but to just wait for him to come back. So that added quite a bit to the overall timeline of of making the movie. And then, of course, you go into uh, editing and cutting cutting all the bits together, and you you can't really set music to the film until the film is kind of all cut and in order. So, um, 
yeah, it's it's a it's a crazy long process. I'd say the actual making in this case was about two and a half years. Wow, wow, that's you know, and and people don't realize this. You know, we sit down, we're we're spoiled. We sit down, we grab the remote, you know, and and we watch a film. We have no idea as civilians just all that stuff like that that goes on. Um, you know, I mean, and this is, <clears throat> you have to understand, folks, Terry ain't Peter Jackson. He didn't, you know, uh, <laughs> tell these actors, well, yeah, uh, you got a paycheck for the next two years, you know, uh, don't worry about it. No, they have other gigs they're doing. You know, everybody's got to eat. And, um, yeah. oh, man. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www dot j-a-m-i-e-r-o-x-x dot u-s Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking, and more. Metal Babe Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com. As well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. 
If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings. From La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. That's almost like yeah. my friends that are musicians when they try to tour. Because every every band, every drummer is in 18 other bands or something. <laughs> and they're all trying to go on tour at the same time. And, yeah, it's crazy. It's crazy. Um, but you made it happen. You made it happen, yeah. Terry. And how and, cool and, is and that? And you hit the nail right on the head. Uh, I'd say raising the money for uh, – for expenses, you know, whether you have a big budget or a small budget, raising the money is the hardest part, and um, probably a really close second is the scheduling. Mm. Scheduling is, is so difficult, and the less money you have, the more difficult the scheduling is, uh, because like you said, actors, you know, get other gigs, you know, it may only be a one-day gig, but you know, if they're getting well paid to work on a Nike commercial, you know, they have to they have to take that gig and inevitably it's gonna fall right in the middle of you know, your one week of shooting working on this particular thing. So you know, what do you do? Oh, it's so true. It's so true. And we all we all have those crosses, you know, even in my little world, you know, in the painting world. I mean, you know, folks, things happen. Things happen and you know the wife says well the the dryer's on the fritz we need a new dryer you know and i'm like okay whose kid can i paint real quick (laughs) you know i mean what can i do but that's taking time away from a different project i'm working on you know what i mean and it's it's right uh and it's it's difficult sometimes it's it's it really is just bounce back and forth you have to you have to reset your mind and your attitude and like, you know, it may take you two hours to, to get back into the groove of, of, you know, what you were doing, whether it's, you know, writing the music or, or holding the camera or, you know, drawing pictures and thinking about someone's hair and makeup or. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, and it's, and, um, and, you know, then then you get, especially if you're working local, there's all, you know, the politics. Oh, if I'm in this gallery, is that going to piss off such and such? <laughs> you know, I mean, it, it just never ends. And the thing is, is it's just part of it. Every, like I said, everybody's got in their business, they've got stuff they got to deal with. And um, the, making them, 
I complain about my little world here is nothing compared to making a – can you imagine? And Terry's like, yeah, I can imagine, Jamie. I've done it a bunch of times. <laughs> it's crazy. You picked the hard art, Terry. That's all I'm saying. I'll man. tell you. Whoa. I'll tell you. You know, I thought the music business was hard, and then then I decided to make movies. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right, because you were you were in the music business a long time. You you used to you know tour and bands and and studio musicians yeah. and all that. Oh my gosh! Yeah, I I toured for a couple of decades. And then got more into the studio work, um, and I thought I was done with the entertainment business, and then I got stuck into the film business. So there you go. Okay. You're yeah. an artist. You can't escape. It's going to pull you back in in some way or another. It's just how it is. Um, what, let me ask well, you this. I always say, is... if, if you have the ability to quit, then you should. Uh, and only those of us who just absolutely can't stomach the idea of quitting are the ones right. who stay in it. Oh yeah, absolutely. It, it well, we it'll weed people out. It'll weed people out like nobody's business. Um, both those industries, you know. Um, let me ask you because you have experienced both both of those worlds. You know, you've lived in them successfully uh-huh. and, uh, and and navigated them. Um, I mean, dealing with people, which is more difficult, would you say? Music business, film business? Uh, I would say it's almost identical. Really? And uh, really? there are different, different um, I always say, you know, you have to wear the uniform for whatever your uh, job is. The, the actors are much like the musicians. Um, you know, they're, they're emotional and sensitive and, uh, they can be oh, temperamental yeah. and, uh, you know, that's the, the, the well of, of creativity, uh, typically originates from them. Uh, right. and then there are the producers and directors and record producers, which, you know, it's their, it's our job to help the the actor or the musician put out their best performance and capture it for posterity. And, you know, a lot of times they don't even know when they're giving their best performance because they're in the moment and they're doing it. And it's our right. job to recognize that and, and help them get there. And then there are agents and managers and lawyers and those fuckers are definitely all the same. Right. <laughs> Just trying to take your money. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, but you know what? That's great you, because you know what you're getting. If you hire one right. of them to represent you, he's going to do that for you. Right. And if you're negotiating against him, you know what you're up against. So, right. Um, I, I, I don't hate the... Uh, the greedy business people uh, as much as a lot of people do. Well, they're necessary in the business and and they're, they're straightforward. You know what you got. Absolutely. Absolutely. My father used to give me, and he was not in the entertainment or the art business at all. Um, But 
you know, he was he was a lifelong businessman, self-employed and whatnot. And so I would go to him a lot for advice, you know, not just on car repair um, or electrical issues around the house. Uh, and I would add, and he's like, you can't get mad at a lawyer for being one of these greedy business people. It, it's like getting mad at a donut for being round. Yeah, <laughs> what it exactly. is, you know? Um, yeah. And it's, it's so true. It's so true. And it's, yeah, uh, absolutely. you know, and uh, you, it's easy to sometimes forget that. And then, uh, but you just got to keep it, you know, try to be like a duck. Let a lot of this stuff roll off you. Um, but here's the thing. Now, there's truth in this, folks. And I hope you guys are getting this lesson. Now, here's Terry. He's a filmmaker. And, you know, he's now a filmmaker. And he's done all this. This is why he picks people that are nice to be around. <laughs> you yes. Know? yes, absolutely. He's got enough bullshit going on, you know? Why he doesn't want to add more to it. Um and that's just, and, you know. Yeah. You know, you, you wanna be fun to be around and you wanna be sincere and uh you know, if I'm honest with myself, anytime I'm away from LA very long I kind of start missing the weirdos, right? You know, it's it's like the the crazy artists and the, um, you know, the people with the uh, attitude that flies in the face of convention. Uh, yeah. Like, you know, I couldn't be who I want to be if I didn't have those people encouraging me. Absolutely. That's why why I do this show. People are like, we've been doing this show for like ten years. People are like. Man, you know, aren't you tired of it? No, no, because a few times a week, I get to be inspired by people that are, Terry made a movie. I can go in the other room right now. I go in this room. I can turn on the TV and watch Terry's film. How cool is that? You know? And everybody um, should. Exactly and that. everybody should. Right now. <laughs> That's, That's right. Hit it on repeat. Yeah, you know, I mean, so you have to do if you're hanging out with people like that, you gotta do something. You can't just sit around, you know. Um, yeah, inspires me. Inspires me. And I have to say, Terry, totally different uh, subject and whatnot. I don't know who took the picture. You have got the best picture I've ever seen anybody have on social media. <laughs> I love that picture. It's fantastic. <laughs> That's a $1,000 photo. Looks like it. Uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, a friend of mine snapped that pic uh, as I was looking up from some paperwork I was going through. But, um, you know, well, it, it worked. Uh, it was close enough that it's just, it's all safe. And I was very serious at the moment. And uh, um, I've never, it, you know, it's several years old, and I've just never bothered to take another one because I still look the same. So. <laughs> yeah, and you don't need to. You think, win. Uh, that is, that's I the best one. A new one but, uh, no, yeah. no. Do not do that. That's, you know, everybody, it's funny, everybody comments on our uh, our opening and uh, music and whatnot for the show here, and I used to change. I bought, I spent money. I bought all this royalty-free music and everything, and, and you know, the, the music we use is after four days of listening to 30-second clips of royalty-free music. And when I found uh-huh. it, what I liked 
I, but I used to change it like every six months or something. And I'm like, no, we haven't changed that music since 2018. <laughs> <laughs> Why would I change it? Everybody loves it. Uh, you know. Hey, you know, if, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. it that's my thought. <laughs> yeah, that, that is my thought. Uh, very true. Very true. Well, let me ask you this. No, I know we're promoting uh, Jovi and Lou. Fantastic movie, uh-huh. folks. It's a fantastic movie. You've got to watch this. It's, it's one of my favorites of the year. Uh, this is a fantastic, funny, funny, uh, dark comedy that I just, just love. Um, are the gears turning for the next project? Because I want to oh, see more good. of your work. Um, I actually, we've already finished the shooting of two more films. Oh, wow. Um, and we have a uh, a third one that is let's see what is the I believe early June is scheduled to start start shooting that one. Wow! And then towards the end of the year we have a horror film coming. Nice. So yeah, we're we're trying to make up for lost time, I guess. With uh, after oh movie. yeah, but um. Uh, the two we just finished, uh, plus the next one, are, are kind of urban crime dramas veered off into a, a direction there, and uh, and it won't be until the one at the end of the year that we get back to uh, some of our previous stuff. Uh, one of the, I gotcha. Uh, one of the horror films. Well, you know, those always make money. <laughs> I'm just saying. Yeah. Just... Well, you know, that's, you know, that's why we're in this business, right? We all like to yeah. be creative and do different things. And, uh, and if you could, I don't want to be pigeonholed into being forced to make one particular type of movie. I hear um, you, Terry. 100%. 100%. You know, I, I bristle. Every time I somebody in, in my world, in the art business, and they're like, well, you have to pick a style. You're telling somebody young, starting out. you got to pick a style. Stay in your lane. I'm like, no. Master yeah. all the lanes. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Do what's hard. But, uh, my, you know, your answer should be, well, no, screw you. I actually kind of don't. <laughs> I don't have to. Exactly. And, and, you know, and it all works out. Yeah, you know, in, in my world, I have fans that are uh, collectors that are, they love abstract. And I can knock out an abstract, no problem. Um, and I have fans that love horror paintings, and I can do that as well, you know, wh- whatever you need. Um, right, right. And, you know, you just you just make what you're doing, and if you can make some folding money at the same time, <laughs> it's a good thing. It's a good Conversations with your wife will go much better. If you brought the money in, that's all I'm saying. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that, that is true. I'm, and, uh, you know. I'm, I'm very lucky about that. I I invested, when I was a musician, I, I invested uh, some touring money and some studio money um, in into uh, properties and some things that worked out mm. for me. So I'm I'm not... Under pressure to uh, make commercial films that have to sell. Um, 
I have nice. I pretty much can break even on a month-to-month basis. Um, oh, man, what a feeling. What a feeling. Passive income, baby. That's what it's yeah, about. The passive, the passive income. Now, you know, I'm, I generally, you know, have to scrape up a few hundred bucks a month because my bills slightly exceed my income, but it's, it's comfortable enough that my films don't have to be Suffer. commercial if I don't want them to. Right. Right. And, you know, and you can make what you want to do. You you can paint the painting you want to paint. Oh, what a – and people, that's the goal. You know, all these people are like, I want to be famous or whatnot. Man, I I remember years ago, this gal I knew, she told me, she goes, you know what? You can keep the the fame. I'll take the money. (laughs) She was right. (laughs) You know? (laughs) Oh, baby, it is. Uh, it's a good feeling when things are covered. It, it really is, and uh, especially if you're doing something creative, where um, you're not under that pressure. You know, oh my gosh, it is uh, such a good feeling. Can't beat it. Can't beat it. Well, very cool. Well, I'm glad to hear about these other projects, these upcoming projects. That means you're going to be on the show again, Terry. I'm going to bug you. You know, whenever you have something out. <laughs> Because you're so much fun yeah, to have it only, on. It only takes a year or so to get them finished. So, yeah. you know, we'll, we'll talk to you in 2024, I guess. <laughs> no, I'll, I'll bug you even before then. You know, you can come on anytime. We'll talk movies, we'll, whatever. <laughs> yeah, no. Real estate flips, I'm down. Man, I haven't done it in a while. I could use one right now. Um, yeah. yeah. I used to do that a lot in Southern California. My, my big thing was mobile homes. I loved old uh-huh. wobbly boxes. Yeah, I was, I was the mobile home king for a while there in San Diego. Um, but the wow. cool thing about yeah. mobile homes in Southern California is they, you know, unlike here in Florida where it's wet and everything rots away <laughs> quickly, um, Southern California right. is like, like a tomb. It's like an Egyptian pyramid. That thing's going to be there forever. <laughs> right. Uh, well, the uh, the tornado get the uh, mobile homes in, back in the uh, Oh, yeah. So, oh, um, yeah. It's like a magnet. I wasn't, I wasn't much for uh, buying and flipping. I, I typically just, uh, Bond you know, buy single-family homes and use them as rent houses. And, yeah. uh, you know, don't make, don't make a lot, but we uh, make, you know, just enough to pay for themselves and uh, you know, take some of the pain out of living in L.A. Oh, I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I was watch. I used to watch this. Uh, I still watch them every so often. It got kind of boring. But um, this guy on YouTube, man, and he, he had it figured out, young guy. And uh, he had it all figured out. He was doing the uh, the uh, Airbnb-type business plan, you know. And uh, uh-huh. and, he tried, and it was working great out in, uh, you know, in, in Yucca, California, <laughs> Yuma, Arizona. Uh, it was working great. And then he moved right. to, I don't know, somewhere like North Carolina or something, and he's, like, trying to deal with uh, code officials. <laughs> I'm like, no, you haven't built those relationships yet, you know. Have fun with that. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah, yeah man. Had to change and screwed it up, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But, you know. Yeah. I remember telling my, we were watching one, and I told my wife, I'm like, this ain't going to go well. <laughs> like, How did you know? I'm like, 
been there, done that <laughs> experience. Oh, man. Anyway, everybody, we're far afield from the topic. Jovi and Lou, this is a fantastic film. You're going to enjoy it. Um, you know, if you're li- let me put it this way. If you're listening to my podcast, you're going to enjoy this film. It's smart, <laughs> funny, and it's a little twisted. <laughs> you know? it, it is. Lots of twists. It is just a bit, uh, um, I will admit. We, you know, we tried to... Uh, comedy than physical comedy on the, mm-hmm. you know if if we had Jim Carrey in the film then great we'd have funny faces and pratfalls left and right but um you know we can't rely on that so it's uh situational and uh dialogue is is what and it, is. and, and I, I will say I, I feel like that on second or third watching you would probably catch a lot of things that were not did you know were there. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, folks, like I said, over on IMDb, nine out of ten, and there's a reason for that. So definitely check this out. And you know what? If if you're broke as a joke or whatever, you know, um, <laughs> you tried investing in mobile yeah. homes or something that didn't work out. Not a problem. Yeah. Just click on that Tubi link, baby. Tubi link. The great thing about Tubi is, I'll tell you, is you can make a sandwich. Yes, you can get, you know, it's just like uh, watching TV used to be. It's like, oh, the commercial's on, we better go, uh, you know, run to the bathroom or whatever. Right. Um, and uh, we actually, as a filmmaker, get paid more from Tubi than we do from Amazon. So go watch it for free. Really? Go watch it for free, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I'm telling you, I love Tubi. Tubi knows what the hell they're doing, and I, I knew it. I was totally sold on Tubi when I was watching the Super Bowl this year. And they had a Super Bowl ad. I'm like, Tubi has a Super Bowl ad? Man, fantastic, man. It's it's a great – well, that's our business model here with the podcast. It's ads. Yeah, we have the option. You know, you can get on my Patreon and not listen to ads if that's what you want to do. Um, but, you know – Ads pay for stuff, man. Uh, you know? Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, well, we have uh, them. It, you know? Yeah. It, it takes takes a lot of views, but, um, yeah, we're happy with it. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, sometimes the old proven business models work the best. All I'm saying. All I'm saying. All these streaming sites. You know, I, I guess they never watch uh, the music business and Napster and whatnot. <laughs> you know, there's lessons to be learned there, folks. Right. Oh, my gosh. Anyhow, keep making these awesome movies, Terry. Jovi and uh, Lou, oh, just I'll, out of I'll the park. certainly try. Out of the park. Win some, you lose some. You never know what's going to go great with people. And uh, I'm, I'm really thrilled and thankful and appreciative that the uh, audiences seem to be uh, seem to be digging this one. Yeah, they are. I dug it. I, I can't be the only one. And I know I'm not. Um, this is a fantastic film. Fantastic film. Um, definitely check it out, everybody. Like I said, we have links up and whatnot. And, um, you know, we will uh, – this is Indy Rice. Indy Rice knows what the hell they're doing. You know, they, they bet on a winning horse. What I'm saying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 
um, great, a great distributor, and we're lucky to have them. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're fantastic. Well, folks, that's going to wrap it up for us. I, uh, poor Terry, I told it, you know, I, I always say, oh, yeah, I'll keep you for like half an hour or something. Anyway, it's been an hour. My little <laughs> light's blinking at me here. Uh, you're just fascinating to talk to. Folks, uh, this will be dropping as podcast prop. Oh, yeah, yeah, I always have a good time uh, when you're on Terry. You know, you, I like guests like you because it's easy to talk. You're easy to talk to, and, and you're cool. You know, you're just cool. Um, <laughs> Thanks. Yeah. If if your daughter ever thinks that you're not, just say, well, some guy in South Florida thinks I'm cool. So <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I'll, I'll be sure and tell her that. <laughs> you know. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, folks, we're going to uh, have this. We're going to put, put the, uh, we're going to convert it to the podcast. That's why we add the commercials and whatnot. And we're going to push it out on all the social media platforms, on all the podcasts. We're on over 700 of them, man. Wherever you listen to podcasts at or download them, uh, we're there. We got I can't believe there's more of them. There probably is, but uh, we'll be on those soon. I'm sure. Um, Anyway, we will see you next time. And uh, yeah, this is the last show I have this week. We'll see you next week. Have a great weekend, everybody. And remember the world's still a little bit weird. Be patient with people. And that whole thing we were talking about being nice, be nice. (laughs) You don't want to wind up on a Karen video on YouTube. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying, you know. If you're flying, eh, maybe skip the drinking. You know, get where you're going. That's all I'm saying. Anyhow, we'll see you next time, everybody. Thank you so much, Terry. You rock. Terry Spears, everybody. And we'll see everybody soon. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.